Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Very well, thank you. Friday's amongst us, the best day of the week. Our old friend Rob would have enjoyed the political antics during the course of this week. There's no doubt about that. He certainly would have. Is it, is it let us rejoice or not then? How's what well, you say of the leadership contest? It's not for me to say whether we should be <laughs> rejoicing or not. I mean, it was a relatively short tenure, we have to say that. The great debate in the UK this morning is whether uh, Prime Minister Trust should receive the £115,000 XMP allowance and, uh, yeah, some, uh, some consideration for that. But it's been a tough week, so maybe she can enjoy a final weekend in Chequers and allow the Conservative leadership contest to play out once again. We know... Of course, the format for that candidates will need to reach a threshold of 100 MP nominations. That closes at 2 p.m. on Monday, meaning a maximum of three candidates will go to a vote of MPs. Pretty high bar that actually has to be said. Remember last time around it was just 20 nominations. An MP vote will then take place on Monday followed by a potential vote by the party membership should two candidates remain. Any membership vote would be held online. Should there be a final two, there's also likely to be a non-binding, indicative ballot of MPs to suggest their preferred candidate. I don't know what that will achieve because the membership of voting as well. Maybe you get a clash there. Anyway, the new Prime Minister set to be announced on Friday. At this point, certainly from a market perspective, fiscal statement planned for the 31st of October appears to be still going ahead, though this could, of course, change. What we do know is that the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, has decided not to participate in this leadership context. So perhaps providing at least an element of consistency at this time of turmoil. I think the process is clearly geared towards narrowing the field quickly. There's little appetite, I think, certainly from the public or indeed MPs for another long and divisive leadership contest so soon after the last one. There is the possibility that one candidate emerges as soon as Monday if they gain enough MP support. So we watch for that. Will Boris bounce back? Well, at the moment, you've got Rishi Shunak, you've got Prenny Mordant, and you've got Boris Johnson appearing to be the main contenders. At this stage, Boris Johnson hasn't formally said he will run. There's a question mark as to whether he can reach that 100 MP threshold. His support base in the party is seen as shallow. He's not a unity candidate either. Will always cut somewhat of a divisive figure. Nevertheless... He has a history of winning elections and no doubt this will be at the front of the minds for many Tory MPs who are increasingly nervous about their seats. Okay, and it's a mixed picture on the markets this morning. Yeah, European stocks rose yesterday, easing earlier declines as uh, technology companies outperform. Meanwhile, UK shares rose after Liz Trust resigned as Prime Minister. Stock 600 closed up three-tenths of 1%, raising a loss of 7-tenths of 1% during the course of the trading session. UK domestic-focused FTSE 250 rose 1.2%. Sterling has recovered but then it gave back some of those gains overnight. On Wall Street, the stock market reversed gains during the session with moderate losses. S&P 500 was down 8 tenths of 1%. So economic data points to a weakening backdrop. 
Philadelphia manufacturing index fell further into contraction territory. Meanwhile, U.S. home sales fell for an eighth straight month. Markets are having a volatile October, no doubt about that. Spheres over persistent inflation. Hawkish central banks clash with optimism over third quarter earnings. Opening calls on the European bourses are to the downside this morning. Eurostock 50 down 36 points. FTSE 100 in London down 32 points. CAC quarantine in Paris off 60 points. DAX over in Frankfurt down 142 points. And Hermes is doing well. Yeah, the luxury goods group is doing well, said inflation. Other economic headwinds aren't cooling demand for its high-end handbag, other luxury products. French maker of products, including that $10,000 handbag, said quarterly sales rose 24%, came in just above €3 billion. That's despite a 4% increase in prices during the course of this year. They said they've seen strong demand, particularly from US shoppers, been taking advantage of that strong dollar when they've been in Europe. Also seen a recovery in Chinese demand. Sales of the company's leather goods and saddlery unit, its uh, biggest unit, increased by 13% during the course of the third quarter. Hermes says it expects to increase prices by 5 to 10% in January to try and offset an increase in costs. That's much higher than the 1.5 to 2% increase they'd normally try to introduce at the start of the year. So perhaps a message, if you're in the market for one of their bags, you'll need to buy it over the course of the next couple of months. Are you partial to offering a Hermes handbag no. from time to time? No. no. I'm, I'm completely... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm not that way inclined at all, it has to be said. <laughs> when you get married, the joy is your handbag buying days hopefully come to an end. That's been my strategy. <laughs> OK, foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Pound against dollar coming in at 112 this morning. Euro dollar 0.98. Going to get one euro 14 and a half cents for your British pound today. Plans for the weekend? Uh, all very quiet. Mrs. Potts is in Switzerland, which is nice for me with the children. Uh, I have a lot of work to try and get through, so I'll be focusing on that. The rain is coming down. It's a traditional October weekend in the UK, and I will be hiding with my computer. <laughs> We've got rain here too, then, if it's any consolation. Have a great weekend. Speak to you Monday morning. Speak to you on Monday. Have a nice weekend. You do. Hank Potts from Barclays.